Hey guys, I'm Kenzie. And I'm Amy. And you're listening to Sheer Crime Podcast. We are taking a bit of a rest this week as typically we walk you through the true crime documentaries in our own words without skimping on the details. It's like you're on the couch watching the shows with us. But today, we are recording our first Minnesota, which are true crime cases from our home state in Minnesota. These episodes will be a bit shorter with a little different format, but we think you're going to like it. Today, we will be drinking our tried and true crook and marker, the mango flavor. Let's pop those tops. I almost struggled on that one. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. As always, very tasty. Mangoey. Let's dive in, Amy. All right. So, with the Minnesotes, we're going to do a bit of a new format, like Kenzie just mentioned. Yeah. So, this time. I'm going to tell Kenzie the story, and next time, she's going to tell me the story. Yes. So only one of us had to do research. And we're both going to have, of course, great commentary. Oh, yeah. We both are well-versed in these cases that are happening. We do talk about them. We do a little bit of our own research as well. So it'll be fun. We think you guys are going to like it. Yeah. Just for everybody's reference, we took this information from thewashingtonpost.com. I also listened to another podcast called Going West, and they covered the story of Amy Allwine, who ended up being a woman who was murdered in our fucking backyard. Literally backyard. My mom knew her. I did not know that. Yes. I didn't know your mom knew who she was. Oh my gosh. Yes. You guys, this is so crazy. I kind of wonder, and I might reach out to my stepmom and find out if she knows her too. It Seriously. I mean, this was five minutes from my house. Yeah. This is insane. So crazy. Okay. It starts off like this. In May 2016, hackers had cracked into a website on the dark web called Besa Mafia, a site claiming to have affiliation with Albanian organized crime that offered to arrange like beatings and assassinations for money, Mm -hmm. right? Super dark. This is not what you normally find. Yeah, yeah. Also, how do people just get into the dark web? Like, what is that? I honestly don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I think you would probably have to have some sort of a, like, sort of a hacking system to get in there because I don't think it's readily available to everyone. I think you... I would not. Yeah, it's... Ooh, it's 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 actually terrifying to me. It's like a black hole to me. Totally, and that's what I think of. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, at this time, information was leaked across the web about Besa Mafia, and eventually it landed on the desk of the FBI. Now, numerous messages and material was sifted through by them, but one exchange really kind of stood out between a user named Dog Day God, who seemed to be trying to arrange the murder of a woman named Amy Allwine from a suburb of St. Paul, Minnesota, also right here next to Cottage Grove, where we live in a township called Gray Cloud Island. Mm-hmm. Now, the user alleged that Amy had torn their family apart by sleeping with her husband and stealing clients from her dog training business, and Dog Day God wanted the hit to look like an accident. So already, like, Red whoa, a freaking dog training business. Like, that's cutthroat, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a dog-eat-dog world, right? That's right. <laughs> I had to. Oh, I did not I write that, that down. I love that so much. <laughs> it's perfect. It is. 
Now, Amy Allwine was a 43-year-old woman who ran her own dog training business basically out of her home. She had like an extra building built on her land that she would do dog training. Yeah. Her husband, Stephen, and her had been together for quite a while. They had met at a Christian college in Texas and were very involved members of a local church called the United Church of God. Stephen was actually a deacon at the church and an elder and spent time preaching as well as offering marriage counseling to the other couples of the church. And together, they had adopted a son. Why do we hear so many true crime stories start out this way? Like, (laughs) they're so involved in the church. They're preachers or pastors or, you know, like, people in the community. Yes. And they're the ones that are doing these heinous crimes. It's Very Old Testament. It's very Old Testament. Well, and it just seems so... Odd. It should be the complete opposite. I know. Right? I know. What is happening? <laughs> I, I don't know. Now, the FBI, when seeing this information, decided to meet with the Allwines to discuss the alleged threats on Amy's life. And they suggested that they increase some security on their home because outside of that, they really didn't have a whole lot to go on. I mean, they couldn't figure out who Dog Day God was. Yeah. And a lot of it was just kind of weird, but... They did take the information that they had found from this site and were reaching out to people and letting them know that there had been somebody out there at some point trying to get them killed. Yeah, right. For money. Now, Stephen and Amy also began taking shooting lessons and actually purchased a 9mm handgun back in August of 2016. So not very long after they're told about all of this information. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd be increasing security too. Absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't be if you heard something like that? Yeah. that You need to do that. I, I would probably move, to be completely honest. Oh, I, I would 100%. want to get out of where I am so people don't know where I reside. Yep. And hopefully I can stay hidden. But in this case, she was a goner. I mean, in all sense of the word, it sounds terrible. But I know. Ugh, it's, it's very, horrible. very weird. It's horrifying. Yeah. Now, by November of 2016, Amy Allwine was found dead in her bedroom with the staging alluding to a suicide, but police soon suspected foul play. Her husband, Stephen, was soon arrested and charged with first-degree premeditated murder of his wife after authorities alleged that he was actually Dog Day God and had killed his wife after Besa Mafia had failed to do so. Oh, my God. How fucked up. Oh, my God. I. It's just the whole premise behind it is just crazy it's out of a movie script like for real this is not real life right oh my god except that it is it is and it's in our backyard damn it literally (laughs) now according to police steven who was also an it specialist had begun to cheat on his wife using that website ashley madison which i think kind of broke the news a few years ago yes i remember hearing about it a little bit Basically, it's like a dating site for people who are already married. Yes. I'm like, why? I know. Why does this exist? (sighs) Some people just (laughs) want to do that. Oh, my goodness. I know. I don't get it. But then again. To each their own, I guess. To each their own. Now, Stephen's religion actually told him that divorce was not an option. If he had divorced Amy for any reason... He would have to give up his elder status and he would actually have to leave his church entirely. So to him, this wasn't something that he wanted to do. He was he was very much involved in the church. It almost kind of sounds like that was his main job. 
Yes. Yes. So my husband's uncle is actually a deacon. Oh, okay. He has obviously a a full-time job too, but it is a job in itself. When you get very high up in a church, it takes up a lot of your time. There's a lot of stuff that you need to do. And it takes a while for you to reach those types of statuses. So I do kind of understand that. But murder should never be an option. Like, okay, so your religion is telling you that you can't get divorced. But murder's okay. Murder's fine. Killing the person that you can't get divorced from is better than just divorcing them. Like, what in the hell? None of that makes sense to me. No. Don't get it. And the fucked up part of it, too, is that, you know, it's like, God is all-knowing. Right. He's going to know if you shot your wife (laughs) versus divorcing her. And I know that a lot of religions believe that you can be forgived for any sin. Why is it that none of them feel like they can be forgiven for divorce, but they can be forgiven for murder? Yeah. It's very weird. (laughs) It's very weird. And I don't get it. I don't either. Because that's not the kind of God I believe is out there. No, not at all. No. Police say that they were able to find out that Stephen had cheated on Amy with at least two other women from the Ashley Madison site and that he had learned about this site through counseling other couples at his church. It's horrifying. So he's like, ooh, that's a good idea. Well, and okay, now cheating is okay too. Cheating is fine. So God can't see that. Infidelity is okay. Yeah. <laughs> murder? Not a big deal. Not I a mean, big that deal. should always be the first option, apparently. There's because murder that's in the Bible. What they do. That's fine. I don't get it. I don't get it either. This little rabbit hole of this guy's life is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know. What is wrong with you? And it's just kind of, it brings me back to like Chris Watts. How like, just get rid of it so it doesn't exist anymore. Like, really? He's so icky. Which one? Both. But Stephen Allwine in this scenario is is icky and gross and a horrible human being. He even looks icky. Yes. He looks kind of creepy. For sure. Now, since divorce apparently wasn't an option, he turned to the dark web at this time looking for a solution. He needed to find something. Apparently, murder for hire was his best option. Wow. I I know. So, Besa Mafia actually turned out to be more of like a scam. So, like we had mentioned, they were this site that was set up for people to be able to go there they would pay for like hits or assassinations on people using Bitcoin, which mm-hmm. is like an online currency. And it just kind of turned into being like a scam. They were taking the money without the exchange of actually performing any type of an assassination. Right. And a lot of people who have kind of dug into this story believe that Besa Mafia actually turned over all of those records to FBI yeah. to like save people. <laughs> I love that. That is what fucking karma is that? I don't know. But if I was going to be in the dark web, that's what I would want to do. Hell yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they're still breaking the law by stealing money from people without giving services. I mean, they're criminals. But these are creepy fucking people. <laughs> it's like, where is that line? Uh, I, I get know. it. But still, it's like, that's fucking sweet that they're like. I know. They're actually out to do some good. They're still stealing people's money, but they're out to do some good and make sure people aren't actually being murdered. Right. And the FBI, once they kind of dug into a lot of the other like suspects that were out there that, you know, they had gone out and kind of saved a lot of people's lives by letting them know what was going on. Yes. Because I'm guessing that some of them weren't as hard to figure out as Dog Day God. Some of them were probably a little bit more open about like, I want my 
wife killed or I want, you know, so-and-so killed. Right. So they could easily figure out who it was. Dog Day God in this case was actually posing as a woman who was trying to get Amy killed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so right. basically alleging that Amy had cheated on Stephen with this woman's husband and was also stealing her clients for her business. So when you're looking at all of the exchanges between Besa Mafia and Dog Day God, it looks like a woman trying to kill Amy right. Alwine. Well, she doesn't know who this could have possibly been. In fact, a lot of people are like, they didn't have any enemies. So right. it's very strange. It yep. just didn't make sense. And I guess that's kind of how the world is, right? Like, things just don't fucking make sense. Well, and it's interesting that he'd use the whole cheating thing yeah. to blame it on his wife when he, in actuality, was the one that was cheating. Yeah. And so he basically reversed it on his wife to make her out to be a bad person. So hopefully, if she died... It wouldn't seem like that bad of a thing, right? Oh, my God. It's Chris Watts all over again. Uh, Tried to tell people that it. she strangled the kids. Right. Oh, horrible. I know. Men are scum. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't even handle this. <laughs> Upon digging, the police were able to find out that Dog Day God had actually paid the site at least $6,000 in Bitcoin, this online currency, to have Amy killed. But multiple quote-unquote, attempts never worked. So at one point, Besa Mafia tells Steven that, you know, they're they're going to kill her but make it look like a car accident. Yeah. But then, you know, like, suspiciously, the hitman gets pulled over by the police that same day in a stolen car, which, okay, you're a terrible <laughs> hitman if you're stealing cars right. and at giving police that right, heads up. Right, right. So... There were lots of little situations, I believe it was like two or three, that happened like that, where Stephen at one point was just like, okay, fuck it. Like, I'm going to have to do this myself. Right. It's not working. It's not working. Which, again, is just weird. I kind of went back to that $6,000 in yeah. Bitcoin. Okay. If they're talking about 6,000 Bitcoins, or I, I wasn't sure if they're talking about like 6,000 US dollars worth of bitcoin because bitcoin is super expensive it is like, now it's like 28 grand for one coin is it that much now it is now it it literally i mean i think since even just the beginning of the pandemic it's really really went up it has gone up so back then it probably wasn't that much but i'm like holy shit is this guy like six thousand worth of bitcoins or like 6,000 US dollars. So that's kind of interesting. I'm sure he did not have that much money. So I'm assuming it's $6,000 worth what of Bitcoin. I read. Yeah, that's so how I read it. It would probably be like equivalent to a Bitcoin at that time. Well, and I don't know if you ever saw it. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I'm going to guess it's probably not. But it was a documentary that I watched um, I, at least two to three years ago called Banking on Bitcoin. And mm. it was something that somebody I worked with had mentioned. Uh, he We work in the finance industry and sure. he was like talking about it. And I was because I was like, what is Bitcoin? Yeah. Like, I keep hearing about it. I know that my company won't take it in. Like we're right. not accepting it or whatever or trading it. So he kind of told me a little bit about it. And he's like, there's a documentary. Go out and watch it. So banking on Bitcoin. That's where I saw it. And I saw it on Netflix at the time. It says it's available on YouTube according to google yeah. right now at this time and it also says amazon prime so 
There's a couple places that you could watch it. It was interesting. But basically, at that time, and it was released back in 2016, Bitcoin was like garbage. So maybe at that time he did have $6,000. It could have been then, I guess. Or 6,000 Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah. It's interesting to to see the difference. But that kind of stuck out to me a little bit. No, totally. And just now I had to just Google it. So for today's closing price on Bitcoin, $26,912. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely skyrocketed. For sure. Yeah. But the big reason why Bitcoin wasn't doing so well is because the main use of it was in the dark web. It was being used for drugs, for assassinations or hits, and also like arms dealing. So it was a way to like get around. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) On November 13th, 2016, Stephen calls 911 stating that he and their eight-year-old son had come home to find Amy on their bedroom floor in a supposed suicide. Police arrive around 7 p.m. Amy's found on the floor with blood pooling from a gunshot wound in her head. A handgun, the same 9mm that Stephen had purchased earlier that year, was found lying near her left forearm. Police immediately noticed this and figured this was staged to look like she had taken her own life. Now here's the couple of things that kind of make them feel that way. For one, there was a complete lack of powder burns or residue on her head, meaning that the gun had not been pressed against her temple when it went off. There was also no gunpowder or blood found on her hand, which at that close range, there should have been, of course, gunpowder residue on her hand from the gun going off and probably blood splatter coming back at her hand. She's very close. For sure. You know, there was also the issue with the gun laying on her left side. Amy was right handed. Right. I, I was like. What a fucking crucial mistake that he made. He seriously such an idiot. He just I, I I think he probably panicked and just needed to get it over with. You know what I mean? I think so too. I I felt like this was so long, like he'd been doing this for so long and it never worked out that he just didn't really plan it correctly. And thank fucking god, because this guy needs to rot in fucking jail the rest of his goddamn life. Seriously, like, oh my fuck god. you, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Another issue was that the home security cameras that they had put up only show Stephen being the person to enter or exit the property that day. So there was no evidence of somebody sneaking in and killing her. And (laughs) it just didn't seem right. Right. Right? The podcast I had listened to, Going West, also mentions that at the time, she had been like roasting a pumpkin in the oven to use to, I don't know, bake or something. Interesting. And that that was still happening when they came home to find her. Now, generally, when it comes to female suicide, we don't tend to leave things unfinished. You're not generally going to have a woman take her own life and leave the oven on. Right. Or something to that effect. Generally, things are going to be wrapped up in a neat little box. Also, women don't tend to do, like, gruesome suicides. A lot of times, it would be something to the effect of, like, an overdose, where you just kind of fall asleep and don't wake up. Right. Well, and I, it's terrifying. I think that's a huge thing of it. I mean, I think that's why the thought of just going to bed and never waking up is is a lot more pleasant. Yeah. You know? I mean, that sounds horrible. Sounds well, it's horrible. way less gruesome in any way, shape, or right. form. Right. So, I, yeah, I mean, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Now, the police also found bloody footprints. Now, I said footprints, not shoe prints. So, bare footprints. Oh, my God. 
found <laughs> between the kitchen and the bedroom of their home that had been cleaned up, but it had been cleaned up with a chemical that still allowed it to show through when using luminol and yeah. a dark light. Oh, so they were able to see. Love this shit. God, Steven, you, you suck. He you suck. totally sucks. <laughs> he really should have like been praying for a little bit more wisdom that day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Now, the medical examiner also found large amounts of scopolamine. Now, that's a drug used for nausea in small doses, but it could completely incapacitate someone if taken in high doses. So they basically oh. would be helpless if oh, they wow. were to take it. And upon all of their investigation, never was there a prescription for Amy for scopolamine. That is terrifying. <laughs> right? It's scary that there is a drug that you can take for nausea that could actually make you incapacitated. Yeah. Why? I know. My God. I know. That is ter- that is terrifying. <sighs> the thought of like someone poisoning me is just terrifying. You don't know. I know. You don't know what they could have in their food or what they could have put in your drink or whatever. It's... <sighs> okay. <sighs> so last week we spoke about Gypsy Rose. Yeah. And right. her mother... Yep. Basically poisoning her with medication, but not to the point where she knew she was being poisoned, right? Exactly. Okay. Have you seen the movie Run on Hulu yet? No, I have not. Okay. It's brand new, 2020. It has the, um, oh, what is her name? Sarah Paulson. She's one of the like main actresses in American Horror Story. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then it has some other girl that I don't know. Her name is Kira Allen. I've never seen her in anything else, but she's probably in other things. She just doesn't stick out to me. Right. Yep. Okay. So basically in a nutshell, it's a story about a girl who is in a wheelchair, unable to escape her mother, who is keeping her basically prisoner. Oh my God. I can't believe this shit happens. Okay. So mini spoiler, but you find out kind of soon off in the movie. So this is that. But she finds out that her mom is giving her this drug that she claims is for, like, her heart condition that she has. Yeah. But she ends up finding out it's actually a drug meant to be given to dogs. And if a human ingests it, it can cause complete numbness in their legs. So that's why she thinks she's in a wheelchair, is because her mother is poisoning her with this dog medication. (gasps) Oh, my fucking God. Medication is no fucking joke. Oh, my. No, it's not. It's no. no fucking joke. It is not to be taken lightly. No. That's for sure. And Especially in crazy people's hands. Oh, Holy crap. I know. So, again, another little side tangent. <laughs> but that's another movie that y'all should watch. Uh, yes. Yep, definitely watching that yeah. one. It was good. Besides all of the evidence showing that, you know, Amy couldn't have possibly been the one to pull the trigger on herself that day, gunshot residue was found on Stephen's right hand. Oh, here we go. Nail in the coffin for Stephen. Literally. Now, search warrants on Stephen's computer showed that he had been going onto the dark web for over two years. So since 2014, trying to come up with a way to have his wife killed. Horrible. I mean, what? (laughs) I just, I can't. If nothing else, if you can't get a divorce, fake your own fucking death. Right? Kill your damn self. Kill yourself. Sneak off, go live your life that you want to live. But he didn't want to leave his church. No. So that wouldn't have worked. Is this like a midlife crisis thing? (laughs) Let's hope not. (laughs) No shit, because I'm like coming up on midlife. I don't 
want to deal with this Not crap. Not quite yet, Amy. You got no, a few I, more I years. Know, I know. <laughs> now, when they went deeper into his computers, they also found a 35-character Bitcoin wallet address. So it must be like the site that he has his Bitcoin stored on. Yep. And this code was the exact same Bitcoin code that was used by Dog Day God in the transactions mm-hmm. with Besa Mafia. There we go. Like, hello. Yep. And those codes are no joke. Oh, yeah. Not a single person will find out what your code is. They are very encrypted. Oh, I bet. It is crazy. I mean, it, it's so many different things that you need to remember. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. No. It's it's pretty cool though. I mean, it it's very secure. So. Well, there has to be some way of doing it because right. it's so easy to hack people's debit cards and their credit yep. cards and shit. Now, there had to be a way to secure yeah. cryptocurrency exactly. online. Exactly. I guess I didn't realize like how many characters were involved. I don't know if they're all thirty five characters, but this one certainly was, mm-hmm. and it matched. Mm-hmm. Now later on, police would find that Dog Day God had also been searching the dark web for scopolamine and where he could find it in the Minneapolis area. Oh, wow. Yeah. All of that being said, the jury took only eight hours of deliberation to find Stephen Allwine guilty of first-degree premeditated murder for his wife, Amy Allwine. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. All of the evidence points directly to him. Yeah. His attorney who I didn't even write down the name of because I don't feel like he deserves to even be mentioned, really. But his attorney was very adamant that this was all so perfectly tied up into being Stephen's fault and that Stephen is completely guilty. He does. He is trying to appeal. Wow. Like they all do. Of course. Now, the judge in this ruling, Judge B. William Ekstrom, actually said to Stephen, quote, You're an incredible actor, a hypocrite, and a cold and calculating killer, unquote, as he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Yes. Yeah. So. Justice system working. Bye, Felicia. See ya. That is the incredibly sad and really weirdly fucked up story. Oh, yeah. Of the murder of Amy Allwine. Well, and it's so crazy, too, that this story happened Right in our backyard. Yeah. I didn't know about it. I know. Well, I heard about it only because of my mom. Yeah. Like, my mom knew Amy, had went to her her dog place before. I mean, what the hell? Like, yeah. what are the chances? But this shit does really happen everywhere. As much as you don't think it does or will, it does happen everywhere. Yeah. It's not just in movies. No, it's not. It really isn't, unfortunately. Right? Please let us know your thoughts on this new format we're calling Minnesodes, which we plan to sprinkle in here and there. Yeah. Next week, we will be back with a full episode on the HBO documentary, The Mystery of D.B. Cooper, the only unsolved American air hijacking in U.S. history. It's one of my favorite cases. I know. You've been so excited <laughs> so to do this excited one. excited to do this one. Send any case requests over to us at requests at sharecrimepodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, never run with scissors. Bye, guys. Bye.